Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some. It's delicious. It's malicious compliance. <laughs> Oh, sorry about that. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Lung Bong, who says, automated my useless boss out of a job. This happened a few years ago. I was a data and reporting analyst and did all the ad hoc reports for the company. My boss, we call her Kerry, was useless. She was one of the people that was always late, left early, and took days off at short notice. The only thing of value she did was all the regular reports, sales, revenue, etc. We suspected she got away with it because she was having an affair with her boss. We'll call him Stuart. Our CEO was a fairly decent bloke. He'd look for ways to cut costs and would pay regular bonuses for the best cost-saving initiatives. Kerry was very keen to submit ideas and encouraged us all to automate our tasks so she could try to take credit for the savings. One of her skive days, which coincidentally, Stuart was sick as well, the CEO was desperate for the sales report my boss does. I said I'd give it a look and see if I could get it done. Normally, she'd spend two to three days doing it each week, but the CEO wanted it that afternoon. A quick inspection of the data showed that it would quite easily be automated, so I knocked up the necessary script and got it over to the CEO, who was super impressed that not only had I done it in a couple of hours, but also that it could be updated whenever he needed it. He asked if I could look at the revenue, churn, and a couple of other reports. Over the afternoon, I automated everything my boss did. Both Kerry and Stuart were back in the next day, but were immediately summoned to the CEO's office before being suspended and sent home. Turns out the CEO knew they were having an affair and all the times they were sick or late or had to leave early was so they could sneak off and have sex. He had not done anything about it because how important these reports were. Now they were automated, he was able to get them suspended and later fired for gross misconduct for all the time they'd taken off. I also got a nice bonus out of it. Now, I've seen a lot of these stories recently, especially like, you know, since COVID times and people working from home, people being able to automate them their own jobs to, you know, give them the day to do what they want. <laughs> I think it's usually on a subreddit. I think it's is it anti-work or something like that. R slash anti-work, I think it is. And I remember one of my bosses was an absolutely useless so-and-so. I was just working like as a warehouseman at the time. We'd done picking, packing, all that kind of other stuff, forklift driving, anything you like really to do with warehouse and some other bits as well. And my boss at the time was, he came from, he was a chef previously, but had no managerial experience whatsoever. I'm not criticizing anyone who was a chef and then, you know, went into a manager's job and done well. Fair play to you, you know, but this guy didn't. <laughs> okay. He was a chef and he was a useless manager at the same time. He would leave us to do all the work whilst he sat in, you know, his office, tucked in his corner, insisted his computer was facing, you know, away from everyone else while he surfed the internet. 
was all proven later anyway. Always late for work. And I remember this one particular time where it was 10 o'clock in the morning. We're meant to be there at nine. Manager wasn't in. And, you know, the finance director came down and was asking us to show some stuff in the warehouse. I think it was like filing or something. I can't quite remember. And we're walking down the warehouse. And at the end, you know, the goods in entrance, it had like um, a roller shutter door. So you press the button and it automatically goes up and down. So whilst talking to the finance director, I walk up, press the down button, and the shutter starts rolling all the way down. And just before, I mean, literally just before it hit the floor, boss comes rolling underneath Indiana Jones style with me and like the finance director just stood there the atmosphere at that particular moment was like oof no one said a word apart from he got up stood up and went morning and just walked off I mean (laughs) it was quite funny in some ways but you think holy shit he's in some trouble now eventually this guy did get the sack in the end because it it wasn't just that there was many incidents of it but that place was wild with random stories there was a lot of like temporary workers there as well and some of them were absolutely wonderful temporary workers and i'd work with them any day of the week but occasionally you get these (laughs) i don't know how to explain it one was caught in like the small little toilet in the warehouse smoking weed i mean you could smell it in the whole warehouse one of them i i was walking up and down they had like brand new sofas wrapped in plastic there um because it was also part of like the insurance company it was attached to an insurance company as well so they had like brand new sofas chairs that were wrapped in plastic and one day found one of the temporary workers asleep on one of the sofas <laughs> snoring away you're like in the racking as well you're like oh my god but yeah i've gone off as usual if you have any wild little work stories like that let me know i always love to hear them and let's move on to another story <laughs> and our next story comes from garfish whoosh who says don't want to give me a new contract fine i'll stick to the terms of the contract i do have so i used to work for a larger retailer in the uk i worked there for 12 years in total and ended up as a manager when you want to become a manager they make you fly through 1000 hoops do a whole bunch of training and do the job for six months without any extra pay. I did all this and and was finally officially signed off as a manager. After I was officially given the job, I got my pay rise but was never given a new contract. I asked multiple times for a new contract and was fobbed off each time. Fast forward about nine months and another large retailer started hiring lots of managers and was poaching a whole bunch of staff. I applied for one of these jobs as they were offering 8k more than I was currently on, but for the same job. I got the job and went in to hand my notice. Managers have to give 4 weeks notice, whereas general assistants only have to give a week. So I decided I would follow the exact terms on my contract and provide them with a week's notice rather than the 4 weeks they wanted. Suffice to say, they were not happy with that and I got called into an office to ask why I had only given 1 week's notice. I explained that per the terms of the last contract that I signed with them, that is all I was required to give. They were really not happy, but there really wasn't anything they could do about it. Also, my wife says hi. She wanted me to say hi to whoever I was texting. I said I was writing a Reddit post and I said to say hi to Reddit for her. Ah, wholesome wife. (laughs) It would have been really nice to know, like after did the company change their ways and start, you know, sorting out contracts a lot quicker. Probably not, but you know, it's a nice thought, right? What do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts on this story and let's move on to another one. Our next story comes from my posting name 13 who says you are capping commissions on our most in-demand vehicles because you're not doing any extra work so you shouldn't get extra money. Fine. 
Let's see how that works out for you. I realized that this story could absolutely be current, but it's not. Another thread reminded me of it, and I think it absolutely fits here. So here it goes. Back in 2014, I was selling cars, Ford specifically. For all those who aren't car buffs, both the Mustang and F-150 were getting ground up redesigns for 2015. And Ford just had announced that there would be no Shelby Mustangs or Raptor F-150s for 2015. Instantly, we were fielding several calls a day about these vehicles and almost overnight, the inventory we had came with 10 to 20K market adjustment due to demand. Our GM loved both vehicles and traded for them whenever he could because he loved chatting about them with buyers. So we had 21 Raptors and six Shelbys still on the lot when I sold a Ruby Red Raptor extended cab at 10K over the sticker the last week of the month. Both are crazy numbers for the 200 cars we sold per month. With the trade, I was due about 4,200 in commission, but my check was about 1,700 light. Come the first Saturday morning meeting after payday, we were told that commissions on such vehicles would be capped at 2,500, retro to last month. Per a previously ignored provision in our pay plan, there was much grumbling, but management stood firm, citing how incredibly easy Raptor and Shelby deals were. They weren't wrong about that. There were no such thing as a test drive until the deal was done. You could absolutely drive the car before you bought it, but only after we had a signed buyer's order, credit app, and the deal had been submitted and approved. They were generally in and out under 45 minutes, if not half an hour. But still, dealerships get free money and doesn't want to share. Q malicious compliance. I talked to several other salespeople who to a man were pissed and we colluded. I whipped up a little Excel macro widget that would take the invoice price slash hold back, add in a pack and whatnot, and spit out a sales price that would produce an exactly $2,500 commission. I sent it to every salesperson we had, and everyone used it. It only took three signed buyer's orders with seemingly arbitrary numbers for the desk to figure out what we were doing and to call another meeting. That meeting was basically management yelling at us and the entire sales staff calmly saying, remove the cap or you'll never see another signed buyer's order that exceeds it. Fuck you. The cap was lifted three days later. And I love it with these particular subreddits when we get stories within stories. So Techno said on this one, I used to work with a guy that turned down business because his assistants, the folks that did most of the work on any deal, wouldn't make anything extra. Bob was our best sales critter. What he could do in January took most people six months and we had people who couldn't meet Bob's January numbers, even given an entire year. It's not that the other salespeople were bad. Even the weakest one made at least a million a year for the company. Anyway, the company announces they got a new, better bonus structure. Associates and assistants would now make more money. They're gonna get an extra fractional percentage of any deal, but they would now be capped at 10K a quarter. Bob didn't like that. Bob got zero deals signed that month. The new rules meant the deals he'd already had in the pipeline exceeded the amount needed to get his people paid. So why look for more? When the company reversed the cap, Bob suddenly had 30 million bucks in deals and his people made 40K. And I've never worked in a commission-based company before. I think that would fill me with anxiety just thinking about it, but I would never understand why a company would cap commissions like that. Surely that's the whole incentive of trying to sell more is that, you know, this person will get commission. If you cap it, then they're just going to go, you know, fuck it, I've reached the cap this month. What's the point anymore? 
Unless, of course, they're giving you some sort of target that's above your commission cap, if that makes some sort of sense. But I'm sure someone who's been in commission-based sales before is going to point me in the right direction. Anyway, what do you guys make of this one? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and let's have another. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Story. And the next story is from Chief Stewart. He said, Discipline me for being 22 seconds late without notice. Got it. Won't happen again. This happened several years ago because it was some malicious compliance that lasted for years. My former employer uses a point-based system to track attendance. The parts of the policy relevant to this story are tardy with call in prior to start of the shift, half a point, tardy with no call, one point. Accumulate enough points and you are fired. There's a set of train tracks crossing the street that leads to this facility. Occasionally, trains will stop while blocking this crossing. If you're caught there in the last few minutes before you're supposed to clock in, you have a decision to make, wait or go around. Either way, you might be late. Sometimes you'll decide to go around and then the train clears the crossing and the folks waited get in before you. Sometimes you'll wait and watch through the gap in the train cars as folks who went around pull into the parking lot while you're still idling at a blocked train crossing. To be clear, going around involves taking a lot of secondary county roads as well as a few field access roads. It's an extremely rural area, so you literally never know what kind of road conditions you're going to find along the way around. The roads may even be entirely unusable during the winter months where snow covers them. One night during my years on third shift, I was stopped at these tracks and decided to wait. Eventually, the train moved on. I raced into the parking lot, used my keycard to zip through the turnstiles, and ran to the punch clock. My clocking time was 10.30 p.m. They have these biometric punch clocks that read your fingerprint to clock employees in and out. Sometimes these clocks just will not read your fingerprint. I got to the punch clock and it said 10.30. I'm golden. It doesn't track seconds. I entered my employee ID number and placed my finger on the sensor. Three beeps, failed read. Tried again, three beeps. Tried once more, three beeps. Nope, not trying again because by this time, the clock was already a tick over 10.31 in the middle of reading my finger. When I got to my assigned work area, I told my team manager what happened. He said, don't worry about it. He'd manually punch me in. I should have listened, but I'm a worrier. In the morning, when the front office people started showing back up, I went to the attendance office to confirm that my situation was all good. The office administrator decided to check my gate time and use that as a determining factor. I scanned my keycard at 10.30.22. That's a tardy. No call, one full attendance point to be issued. 
I reiterated that it was the train that stopped on the tracks, completely beyond my control. She advised me to either leave earlier and just wait an extra half an hour for my shift to start on the majority of days or else get a cell phone. I didn't have one at all back then to call in with from the road next time. Well, what I did instead was start calling in absent, just in case something comes up after I leave home before I arrive at work, in the evenings before leaving for work. The first few days, the attendance office up front was just bemused. After weeks, they became annoyed. After months, they had apparently complained enough and I finally got told to stop. During the course of this conversation, they revealed that calling in too early before the start of your shift made it extra challenging to make sure the notice gets to the right members of management because the message is no longer flagged as new by the time they're creating logs for the next shift. This was great news for me. From then on, every morning before leaving the premises at the end of my shift, I used one of their phones to call in absent for my next shift that evening. They tried to write me up for insubordination, but the labor union slapped it down pointing out that a collective bargaining agreement specifies the time we must call in by, but does not specify a time before which call-ins may not be made. Cue the huge grin across my face. I never forgot that my team manager tried to do me a solid though. If I was actually going to be late or absent for some reason, I would call that TM's desk line directly to let them know. Even long after I finally got a cell phone, I continued doing this. I'd just call in on my way home instead of sticking around to use their phones after my shift. Found out years and years later from some union reps that upper management never got over this, drove them nuts and they got beat down at their own game by something so simple. It didn't bring the walls crumbling down, but it was a persistent enduring source of frustration and impotence for them. And really, knowing you can manage all of that with just a 22 second phone call a day, that's the kind of thing that gets you out of bed in the evening. <laughs> Edit. Probably the number one observation I'm seeing is that I should have just sucked it up and left for work earlier. I've commented this a couple of times already, but so nobody has to dig for it. I usually left so early that I got to work before the 20 minutes prior to the start of our shifts that we were allowed to clock in. This stop train event was a rare and unpredictable exception, but the crossing was regularly blocked for a few several minutes by a moving train, not to mention all the other random stuff that could come up on your way to work. One of my works had a train crossing that you had to go through and that was unpredictable and an absolute pain in the ass because it would literally be down for 10 to 15 minutes while one or two trains would come through. But I got another little story on that one as well. The actual title itself about being disciplined for 22 seconds late. We're going back to that old manager I was talking at the very start, the one that got sacked. And he would go occasionally on these little power trips. We're pretty flexible in our jobs. You know, we got things done all the time. It was always done no issues and we'd go on to lunch and i would always check my phone before i go to see what the time was before i went to lunch let boss know going on my lunch and then i'd come back and i remember one particular time he stopped me as i was walking back to the office and he says what time is it like really arrogant looking tell me what time it is and so i looked at my phone told him the time let's just say it was 1 30 and i went to lunch at 12 30 so bang on an hour basically and he called a couple of other work colleagues down and he asked them, he said, tell Mark what time it is. And they looked at the clock and they said it was like 1.35 or something like that. And just to note that they're all looking at this analog clock that's on the wall over there. So, you know, I was going by my phone time, which, you know, syncs the internet, all that good stuff. But I can never forget the absolute smug look on his face while calling this, thinking like, you know, he's caught me out. And it's very rarely I get angry, like instantly like that to the point, but he set me off this time. He was already pissing me off all day. He 
going through this power trip as i said he goes through these phases of where he would absolutely like try to use his use his power over you like try to get you to do stupid things that's already been done repeat them etc so this particular time i can remember myself boiling up and i just, it just came out and i was like what's your fucking problem mate and i went on to say like you know if you've got a problem with me let's go and talk to like the finance director who was our immediate boss at that particular moment we went through several other bosses as well but and the cheeky twat turns around and says no we're not taking it any further just don't let it happen again and i can remember just stood there looking at the other couple of warehouse guys thinking what an absolute tool <laughs> And I remember all this stuff happened around the same month. So whether what was going on at the time, you know, it was the downfall that everyone could see coming anyway. This was the same company that where I heard about the whip incident, you know. <laughs> and there was also like a power dynamic going on with the sales manager who wanted to be the warehouse manager as well. So there was like people trying to overthrow each other. It was such an awful, toxic environment. And then you had the director of the call center who would just come into the warehouse every now and then or and oversee what you're doing to make sure you're doing it safe by health and safety. And because she implemented this system of, I think they call it 5S or something. They, they said it was an American system. I don't know whether it is or not, but 5S or 6S or something where it's safety, sustain, something, something, something. I don't know what the rest of it was, but you got all the S's there. But like if we was unloading a truck with a forklift or something and she was parking her car, she would get out and she would stand and stare and watch to make sure you're doing it safely. One time she had us, she said, oh no, the pallets are stacked too high. They wasn't, we're using a fucking forklift for fuck's sake. And she's made, she made a stop and unload the truck by hand. Obviously the truck driver was fuming as well. And this was like a container truck with like nearly three, 400 boxes on it. Quite heavy boxes. It was, oh, so, I'm so glad I'm at that place. <laughs> but anyway, I've gone absolutely off on one. That's two or three times I've done it in this video. I am really sorry. You get me onto work related stuff and I just can't shut up. But if you are still here, thank you for listening. <laughs> and a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. If you've got your own work related drama, I would love to hear it. Let me know down in the comments below as always and let's get involved. And if you do love a Reddit story again, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my Face, don't mind, clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a damn. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.